Sponsors, 3B Construction and Roofing, Your Choice Healthcare, Lori's Dive-In, DPF Alternatives, and they have a new address, by the way. It is 288 Eatington Highway, Gray, Georgia, 31032. Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero, who is a lifetime sponsor of the show. If you would like to figure out how to be a lifetime sponsor of the show, please message me now. Cottonfield Grill, Pearl Promoting. Back Road Park and Event Venue. Don't forget, November 10th and 11th, we are over there for their Veterans Day celebration. Friday night is Tristan Baugh and Confederate Railroad. And on Saturday is Miss Ella Langley and Trey Lewis. I will be hosting the event. It is going to be an awesome time. Do not miss out. Tickets are available now. Cashman's Pub, Down Yonder Hat Co., Deep South Chemical, and we're bringing back an old feature that we haven't done in a while. Our Spotlight Song of the Month, an artist spotlight, is on Mr. Hunter Mounts and Kyle Austin. They just put out a song called Collard Greens. I really, really like it. I'm going to play it for you in a couple weeks whenever these boys come into the show. So do me a favor now. Go follow both these guys on social media and download our Song of the Month, Collard Greens, by Hunter Mounts and Kyle Austin. Better than basic. Uh, Miss Erica does our website. She does all our graphic design. She does everything for us. Please go check them out now for any of your social media needs, marketing needs, whatever. And check out the Josh Terry podcast.com, our official website. Grab some merch while you're there. And please leave a review and rate the show if you love this. Please help me grow. All I need you to do is take five minutes out of your time, go to Apple, Spotify, however you listen to the show, and leave a review. Leave us five stars. It helps us more than you know. I'm grateful for each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for making the show what it is. Now, I'll stop with the business side of the show now, and we'll get to talking. Thank y'all for listening. Enjoy the show. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. So, if you've listened to the ads at the beginning of the show, then you know that we have a showcase, spotlight song, whatever the hell you want to call it. And this month, I've got one of my buddies. Uh, I'm going to tell you a funny story about him in just a minute. But uh, it's not even really about him. It's about some dumb shit that I did. But um, anyway, I want to introduce y'all to my guys, Hunter Thomas Mounts and Mr. Kyle Austin. How y'all doing, boys? Doing good, man. We're doing great. I've heard several people that have heard um, where we advertise the Collie Green song, and uh, they like it, dude. Y'all are smooth. Dude, <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah, it's hilarious. On uh, TikTok and stuff, everybody's been calling us uh, Garth Brooks and um, who's Trace that? Atkins. Yeah, Trace Atkins. <laughs> you know what, Hunter? You do kind of got some Garth Brooks going on now that I'm looking at you. 
Yeah, you know what's weird? Uh, and I'm going to say this because you said there's no there's no limits on this show. Yeah, uh, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. I do not like Garth Brooks. Uh, I, I don't. I, much, I know that's going to. Yeah, go ahead. I don't much care for him as a person. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, uh, I, I'll admit that he's got some great songs from the '90s, but uh, yeah, just just for whatever reason, not necessarily my cup of tea. It's so ironic though because everybody's like, "Man, you really got that Garth influence," and I'm like, <laughs> I, "I have no idea how it came about," but hey, I'll take it because uh, he's still relevant uh, all these years later. Yeah, I don't know how relevant he is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love his music, I do, but I think he's kind of batshit crazy now. And I used to wouldn't have thought that. I know uh, Tom Segura has a real. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard that? Oh yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's wild. <laughs> uh, and I am obsessed with Tom Segura. Yeah. Uh, I even thought other night my daughter had a banquet uh, for a softball at school or whatever. And uh, after we got done with the softball banquet, it was kids versus adults uh, playing dodgeball in the gym. And I had this moment walking in there and I was like, I'm gonna hurt myself like Segura did when he went yeah. to dunk or whatever and broke everybody. You're break your body. elbow and your leg. And... and sure enough, I reached down with my old fat ass just to pick up a dodgeball, and I my knee buckled. And right then, I was like, I'm not ending up like that. I'm just <laughs> going to. I'm just going to sit down. Segura's like the fucking king to me. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious, dude. He's but, always uh, been funny. Yeah. So if he doesn't like Garth Brooks. I just, I'm kind of on his side. I just, I'm kind of on his side. And if y'all don't know what we're talking about, just go look up. Tom Segura has said that Garth Brooks got bodies buried everywhere. Like yeah. all kind of Garth has blocked him on every form of social yeah. media. I like guess bad, but it's funny bad. Yeah. And and the video where Tom Segura is like getting injured playing basketball or whatever it was. Yeah. I guess yeah. Garth I guess Garth uh like tweeted it out or was talking to somebody and was like, every time I see this video, it makes me smile. Oh my Jesus. god. Have have y'all seen the video? He cripples yeah. himself. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. I've never identified with something more in my life. Dude, he, yeah, his arm is flopping around like a loose tube uh, sock. It looks terrible. It's so bad. Um, well, Hunter, the thing I was gonna tell you is uh when you did the riders round for us at Live Oak, okay. uh yeah, it was so good. Uh thank you. But <laughs> but there was these two. I don't know if Kyle, you you might enjoy this. Uh there was these two women that were sitting in the front of uh, of Live Oak when we were doing the show. They wouldn't shut the fuck up. I would, I'm talking about they would not. And Hunter, I always say the name of the song wrong. What is the song about the, is it Kindergarten Radio Clown? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. They would not shut up, and he's out there, he's pouring his heart out, telling a story behind a song, and they're all but saying, play Freebird or something stupid. Like, it's a writer's round. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And they would not hush. And I started throwing my limes because I didn't got drunk off tequila at them <laughs> and get them to shut up. And I'm telling you, when I got some ugly Instagram messages from them, they were like, I don't know who you think you are. And I was like, bitch, he's sitting there telling you the saddest story of all time. And it's yeah. meaningful. Shut the fuck up. Listen to the song. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more honest if they were just like, Hey, sorry, I'm a narcissist. I had a flare up at your show. My bad. You know, because <laughs> yeah. we use I, mental health as an excuse for everything else. So why not, you know, use it for that? I definitely use it for everything, but I am crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I hate when people do that shit, dude. Like I didn't got, and I used to think, you, you know, like the guy that's like my big brother, Lee Tucker, right? 
freaking yeah i love okay. him he's, love he's literally why i have any connections with anybody yeah, i mean he's literally my big brother and uh i used to see him at shows he would stop playing even if he like dumb shit like he, he would be at a bar somewhere and him just playing covers and shit and if people wasn't paying him attention and they were asking for other shit lee would be like look y'all can get the hell out or y'all can listen to what i'm gonna play Either way, just shut up. And then I've seen Bobby Pinson chump off people on stage. I've seen Vaden do it to folks in the crowd. And so now I'm just like, if you're not respecting what's going on and somebody's pouring the, like it's a meaningful song, something that you ought to shut up and listen yeah. to, I done got bad about this. I'm going to tell you to shut the hell up. Yeah. Man, you're you're turning into uh, Aaron Lewis in your, in your older age there. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That's what he's striving for. Yeah, no shit. Uh, that guy is cool as shit to me. Uh, yeah. We was at his house not long ago, and everybody knows he smokes weed, so it's not like I'm telling a fucking story that I'm not supposed to. I don't smoke weed that much. Like, I'll hit a pen every now and then. I'm more of a mushroom guy. Like, yeah. I, I like I like microdosing. It's the best thing of all time to me. Okay. But I was over there, and this dude's got them, like, packed like cigarettes, already ready to go. And it was one after another after another. Next Bam. thing you know... I'm I'm talking about stupid stoned, and I don't even like getting stoned. I like relaxing. Yeah. I was, and somebody ended up taking some of us to losers from his house, and it, I was <laughs> I was miserable. I was so miserable. I just wanted to fucking be in front of a TV and chill. Yeah. Oh no, we're getting thrust into a social situation after that. Well, it's gotta I, be awful. I love losers. If like Justin Andrews is playing or somebody yeah. like, outside of that, I don't even want to go to losers no more. Yeah. There's not yeah, many Justin's places great. I want to go. Dude, you're talking about Lee. Uh I didn't realize till I looked up your I didn't realize till I looked up your Cochrane, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. That uh you're right by Kathleen. And I was like, okay, that's probably how he and Lee know each other, because you know y'all are pretty close to each other geographically. So is that how you guys know each other? No. Uh we okay. I this is probably my daughter just turned 12, so she couldn't have been no more than three or four, if that. Like, I've known Lee 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, I was having a house party, and I had recently met Nate Kenyon by accident at a music festival. And he was living down close to where Lee is, uh, in, in Baxley, Hazelhurst area at the time. And uh, I was having a house party for something, and I had asked Nate if him and his band would come play it for us back then. And they did. Well, Nate was... uh right before the show started, he's like, man, I got some buddies. Uh, I'd love for you to meet. I just think you'd get along with them. Mind if they come. And uh, Lee Tucker shows the fuck up. And he's got, I don't know if you've ever seen the way he dresses. He's the worst dressed individual of all time besides for Mark Orient. Like nobody, <laughs> uh, nobody can outdress Mark Orient when it comes to looking homeless. But Lee yeah. shows up. He's got loafers on. He's got blue jeans on. He's got a shirt tucked in. He's thinking that he's going somewhere nice, and he doesn't realize that we're trash. Like, we are trashy-ass people where he was coming. He gets out of the truck looking all like an insurance salesman like he used to be. He's got his guitar in one hand and a ball of moonshine in the other. And about 45 minutes later, we were best friends. Like, it was yeah. it, it was great. It was uh, – but then you talk about Kathleen. Uh, when he was going through – that breakup and when he was dating that girl we were friends so uh, i got to experience all of fuck kathleen like i yeah. lived it with him 
Yeah. So yeah. that's that's he's a god. He's one of my favorite people of all time, though. Yeah, man. He's he's good. He's a good feller for sure. Yeah, I think that's how I think he's who introduced me and you. Matter of fact, he is. So we're at Live Oak, Kyle, and uh, Lee goes, Hunter. There's somebody I want you to meet. Man, he's just he's so connected. He's one of my best friends. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you. So walk over, don't know who I'm meeting, and it's Josh. And I'm thinking, I've already met Josh two or three times. And then he introduced, he says, Hey, this is my buddy Hunter. Uh, you need to have him on your podcast someday, Josh. And Josh goes, Lee, you've already introduced me to Hunter two or three times. <laughs> and we both just had that moment. We were just kind of resting him, but <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a good live oak moment. I'm kind of glad he doesn't drink that way anymore. He's a <laughs> lot. He is like I know that I'm a lot when I drink, but when Lee gets on one, he's the funniest person I've ever met in my life too. When he gets in that certain level of drunk, where he is just roasting and talking shit to absolutely everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, dude, he's but he can get out of hand real quick. Can't we all? I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, let's get on to you guys. Fuck Lee Tucker. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he he always gets his head if it wasn't already as big as it fucking was. Every time he hears like shit, me sharing stories on the show or whatever, he'll be like, "Why didn't you just ask me on?" And it's like Tucker, because yeah. your fat ass wouldn't have got on. Like you wouldn't have got. He's still not out of bed yet. <laughs> he's he's still somewhere right now, cuddled up with his dog and his old lady. But anyway, tell us about collard greens. All right, collard greens. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, drunk ideas in my phone. And, um, you know, sometimes it gets to a point in writers' sessions where we are just not getting on to anything. And so I've got this uh, notepad in my phone that's got all these really dumb ideas that will get laughed out of the room. The most ridiculous shit you've ever heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, I was reading all these... Uh, all these ideas off. And finally, uh, there was one that, that was, uh, she was raised by collared shirts. I was raised on collared greens and I don't know where that came from. I don't know what it was, but it, it just was in my phone as like a drunk idea. I wrote down well, you and you and Nick, cause we wrote that song with Nick DeLeo, but you oh, and Nick like had tried so to, much. you and Nick tried to stick that in something. Right. And then yeah. you couldn't make it work. And then you're like, let's do that collared greens idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I had, so, I'm not a very good guitar player, so I'm like always taking lessons, whether it be online or in person. And the lesson that I'd been taking that week was a ragtime finger picking lesson. And I was picking that um, that pattern or whatever, which it, it sounds a lot like the pattern that's at the very beginning of that of the collard greens recording. So between that and then me mentioning that idea, um, Nick and Kyle, who are way better uh, musicians, they actually made it into something. And then, uh, we were like, all right, what's the first line going to be? Might as well be the line, you know? So she was raised by collared shirts. I was raised on collared greens. And then we just kind of, we just kind of started building the story from there. We're like, okay, so you know, what happens next? Yeah. We, we've all, we were all talking about like, what does that mean? She was raised on collared shirts. I was raised on collared greens. And we've all, we were all talking about those relationships where girls were trying to make us wear, hey dudes and uh or boat shoes and khaki shorts and you know stuff like that i always make the joke whenever i announce a song they wanted us to drive toyota camrys yeah. and like this it's just not us like we're we drink bush light and whiskey and 
we like to go honky tonking and do dumb shit. And didn't you know that's what you're supposed to look like if you're in Nashville now? Oh yeah, to... right. Yeah, if you ain't got <laughs> glitter on, you got to have boat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but... Hey, I'm actually wearing uh, camo hey dudes right now. So oh yeah, yes. Uh, the I'm, hey I'm dudes so aren't guys... that bad. The hey dudes. No. I'm just gonna let bad. you know. I'm right here, guys. <laughs> I'm literally right here. Hey, it but, could yeah. get, it could get worse. It could be full blown Sperry's. Yeah, yeah, the Sperry's are the ones I meant, not not hey dudes. But uh, yeah, we were kind of talking about that and um, like the just those relationships where girls were trying to change us. We're like, man, like why is it why do we always end up with those girls like the ones that want to change us and why why can't we find the girl that wants to shoot the whiskey straighter, you know, anything like that? And we kind of we kind of went that direction because they're usually in prison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah they've got a couple of domestic violence <laughs> or, charges themselves. Yeah. They're either there or on their way. Yeah. Well, I've always said my favorite DMV is, you know, domestic violence. I, I thought that's what it stood for for a number of years, actually, <laughs> until I went and got my license plate renewed the other day. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah. I've, I've yet to meet a woman who likes to drink whiskey that is not like she's mentally unstable. There's not yeah. one. Yeah. I haven't met the one that was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go have one casual, you know, old fashioned, and then we're going to go home and just, we're just going to call it a night. No, it's like, no, we're going to do that. Then we're going to do a lot of drugs. And then I'm probably going to hit you, might wreck a car. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you, whenever you run into those girls, there's a, there's this comedian um, named Nick Swartzen. He has this joke about uh, Jack Daniels commercials. (laughs) It says in the commercials, it says Jack Daniels drink responsibly. And he's like, nobody's ever drank Jack Daniels responsibly. Nobody's ever been like, hey, you know, let's go home, uh, you know, turn off the lights, light some candles, cuddle up on the couch, catch up on some modern family and just chug this handle of Jack (laughs) Jack Daniels. Nobody's ever said that. Yeah. What's crazy about Jack Daniels is it's the only liquor that if I drink, like it's over with. Like there's something about Jack Daniels and I can't explain it. I turn into a different human being on it and I love whiskey. I will drink the shit out of Buffalo Trace or Eagle Rare or anything like that. There's something well, about Jack Daniels that just brings out the fucking the, the psychopath in you. <laughs> the devil. The devil's got you got you nuts. Uh how long ago did y'all write uh collard greens? Uh, a year ago, right? A little probably a year, probably ago. a year ago at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you took a sweet time putting it out then, didn't you? Yeah. Man, it, it is just so expensive to record freaking songs. And like, I don't know, you probably know that at this point, but I mean, it just it takes it takes a while for stuff to to finally reach the public. Like I'm sitting on a handful of songs right now that it's like I don't even know when when I'll have the money to go record them because I'm trying to buy a ha- or I'm buying a house right now with my girlfriend. And yeah, it's it just it just seems like it takes forever to get it out on the press, yeah, or off the press, however that saying goes. Have y'all got pretty good feedback from it so far? What has been out like a little over a month now? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, we've we've had all pretty much all positive uh, feedback. Uh, we just got to figure out how to get more streams at this point. That's that's my biggest problem, dude. I don't know. I don't know how people get these millions of streams and land on all these playlists, but whatever it is, it, it ain't happening for for my stuff for whatever reason. Hey, look, as someone who is just lucky as shit at social media, not strategic, just dumb fucking luck. Yeah, you can go by the analytics. You can go by the quality of video. You can go by everything. It is literally right place, right time. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Yeah, yeah. 
All you got to do is keep like I, I've got to the point now to where I used to only post like a certain amount of content a day. And then that would just be it because that's what they say you're supposed to do. But then I'd be like, this video is fucking funny. Like there's no reason why this video right here should have X amount of views when I'm seeing other stuff and it's got way more. And it's literally, I will leave that video up. I'll repost it again later on. And if it gets more views, then I'll just take down the original. Right. Like you yeah. just got, you just got to keep like only thing your analytics really do help you with is the time of day to post. But still, if it's a great video and it gets shared a lot right off the bat, it's going to blow up. You just got to find yeah. something funny to do with it. Um, I, know. I know, I know one thing that's kind of aggravating to me, but also I see why people do it now. Uh, there were a lot of people, um, and I don't dislike this guy or anything. I've actually kind of grown to kind of like his music more, but Bailey Zimmerman. I wasn't the yeah, biggest yeah. fan of Bailey Zimmerman to start off with. Like it just, it just seemed like it was blah. Like it was just another, another dude. Like I don't know how else to put it. Like it, there, nothing stood out about it. Now I've, I'm really, I kind of like it. I kind of like his vibe and everything. And I've met him at the Creative Vets golf tournament and at Live Oak one time. Dude was super nice. That'll always change my opinion on somebody but i know folks like him were were putting out clips of songs like just the verse or just one chorus before they ever even wrote the rest of the song and if it blew and if it blew up they went back and wrote the rest of the song wow yeah yeah so like they would they'd be like look if it ain't gonna stream i'm not even gonna waste my time with it i don't really like that I mean, I get why from a financial standpoint you would want to do it, but I'm more yeah. about like the legacy. I like the people that's going to write a song now that in 10, 15 years, you're still going to be talking about how damn good that song is. You know, Jamie Johnson definitely has probably the worst social media presence of all time. And I'd rather listen to Jamie Johnson music or Bobby Pence's music or somebody like that over damn near anybody else. Cause I feel like it's, it's real. It's good shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you know, you get you can get frustrated in the in the immediate whenever you don't see the results that a lot of people are getting. But whenever like there's a song um, that I put out back in 2016 or 2017 that is still like my top streaming song, and it's like, you know, you start putting 10 or 15 years. Um, between you and a song being out and it consistently just keeps getting streams. It's like, that's kind of, you know, that, that could maybe lead to some healthy growth over a long time period. And it's like, you know, there's something to be said, I think for people still listening to something that came out that long ago, uh, it, it, you know, like, like you just said that longevity, maybe. So, well, I think it's relatable. I think if you're just pushing to get, cause I know a lot of artists are just pushing to get something out. They feel like they have to have something constantly out. But I mean, and I know this guy's fucking huge, and this is probably a horrible example for what I'm about to say. But I mean, you look at Chris Stapleton. How many solo albums does he have? Like three? Is it three or four? And he's I mean, he takes so long in between. He don't yeah. he don't drop no little like nothing, no singles or anything in between. He just he waits till his album's done, then he starts leaking shit. I think that's where, but he has the benefit of doing that. I mean, that's the right, thing. Yeah. Like, he has the luxury of being able to do that. Uh, but I think that's I th- where you, I think that's where you get the good stuff, especially like when an artist is first getting started. Like whatever you put out in 2017, you're still doing it your way, and you're not doing it anybody. Like you have no other influence besides for what you want to do. Right. Yeah. I think the idea of that is 
uh, kind of like we were talking about is the content, you know, the content's important. That's how you get noticed. And, uh, you know, obviously you can't repost a song, but <clears throat> like, um, I feel like that's what it is, is, you know, if you're not getting noticed, you're just putting out content, which is this, the music, you know, the songs you've been writing. And that's why I feel like a lot of younger artists are just like, you know, every three months, it's a different single, you know, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm big on, uh, the dive bar guys, the guy, the smoky room guys, yeah. uh, that have to pay their dues. I just think there's something about that, that yeah, blowing up right off the bat with a video or something. It's whatever. I mean, good for them by all means. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would take it, but I think there's a lot of lessons that you learn and a lot of ideas for songs and a lot of things that you only can learn the hard way. Right. Yeah. There, uh, the uh the guys that you know kind of get thrust into um success like that from like one video or something like that they're almost like disney channel kids you yeah know? like <laughs> can be yeah i i definitely and my thing too is you don't ever hear any great story without some kind of struggle like absolutely you think i mean you think eminem just uh no you know never struggled it's like no dude he grew up in like a trailer park and uh, there's just so many examples of like stories like that. Uh, I know Jelly Roll's the hot topic these days, but like, you know, he was living in a van uh, and it's like people, people who are doing great things really, really had to struggle at one point or another. So, you know, maybe we're just kind of in the middle of that. I don't know. That's what I like to think. Yeah. I, I, I so. admire the people that do. I admire the people yeah. that struggle because one of my favorite sayings I've ever came up with is God allows you to go through hell. So, you know, what heaven's worth. Like yeah. some, sometimes you got to learn shit the hard way, but I think learning it the hard way has, has everlasting. Like it's, it's going to, when he's flashing the pan folks, when they're, they've done fell off because they don't, they don't know what to do no more. Like, you know how many people I've seen get so depressed because their first video, like, or their first song they put out, got a million streams because it blew up on TikTok. And then the second thing that they did got, 500,000 and they're like, Oh, that's, I'm so sad. 500,000 is still a hell of a lot. And then yeah. the next one they put out, it's got half that. And it keeps going to where you've put out four songs now and only a hundred thousand people listen to it. And that's still a big ass number. But when you yeah. start off at a million, they don't realize a hundred thousand is just as good. They get depressed right. and they don't want to do it no more. Like they don't, they don't have that instant gratification. Yeah, whereas it's when it's the reverse, where you're used to getting, you know, two thousand streams, two thousand yeah. streams. It's like, man, you'll just take whatever you get, whatever you can get, and like, you start to become way more grateful for success too, because you you remember what it's like, you know, when nobody was was watching or or, or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that's a good point, Josh. Yeah, I say it all the time. Like, if I was given early success, uh, I didn't start my career that I'm on now till I was like 28, 29. Uh, but if I would have started this at 20, 21, I'd have Johnny Manziel the shit out of myself. Like I, <laughs> I 100% there's a, there probably wouldn't have been a documentary cause nobody would have known who I was, but yeah, I would have went downhill super quick. I had to mature and I, to where I could handle some of the shit I'm going through. Like, otherwise I would have just been like, fuck it. Let's, Let's, let's just dive bomb the shit out of this situation. Let's just yeah. ruin myself and everybody involved. Um, so, yeah, you have, like, for me, I know I have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever learned a, a lesson the easy way. I know I haven't. 
But uh, so go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna ask you. Uh, well, I mean, what's what's new in your world? Seems like you got a you got a show that's uh, that's you know always in the top one hundred or whatever, and it just seems like you're 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 doing a lot of good stuff. Well, it's it's uh it's top one percent in the world. I wish I could say I was in the top one hundred. I'd be making a lot more okay. money. Uh, I grab it like there's there's five million plus shows now, and I go back and forth between twelve hundred and seven hundred right yeah. now. But we've been as high as seventy three overall. But that was like three bomb ass episodes back to back to back, and it put us up there to where hell a lot of the guys hell we've been in front of. I can't remember. There's a screenshot somewhere on my phone, but like Michelle Obama's next to me in the ratings. Uh, who is it? The guy who does dirty works that's on TV or whatever was next to me. Then there was some other big like comedian that was yeah. right there. And it's like, Oh, I'm in front of you guys. I'll never get to say it again. Y'all kiss my ass probably. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's, there's not really a whole lot of new stuff. It's just, you know, going back and forth between Georgia and Nashville um doing the stuff at live oak our writers rounds and all that kind of stuff having getting new artists um that haven't been on the show like you guys uh you know that that's my passion is i am i've been blessed with a social media following that i i don't really care for that's not why i wanted to i wish i could get up like it used to be in radio get up go do my show go home like i don't like all the the sideshow shit to be real with you. And, but I feel like because where I'm at and my platform, I have to use it for people that I think are good people that deserve to have the same platform, if not bigger. So like I try to find artists that I actually really appreciate that. I like that. I like just everything about you and get them on the show to where, Hey, you know, some TikTok star or whatever you might want to call it. Yeah. They, they don't have no, no trouble getting into country music and putting out a song and getting a million streams, but fuck them. Let's get people that's been doing country music for a while. And then people's got the real heart and desire for it. It's not the cool thing. That's what, that's what I get pissed off about. If you had a desire to do music before, like you blew up on social media, you'd have been doing music before. Like yeah, yeah. don't, don't do it now just because it's cool and auto tunes out there. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't have no respect for that. Like so, I try to have people that I feel like deserve recognition. That because even uh, Hunter, you're a firefighter, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. See, like well, I'm big into first responders and stuff like that. To to me, I'd rather you have the recognition than me. So that's that's really where I'm gravitating or pushing the show towards now is picky about social media personalities and more about the artists that I think are good people and my type of music too. That's I get artists all day, every day sending me stuff. And if I don't like your shit, I'm not going to have you on the show. And it's not that your stuff's bad. It's just not my cup of tea. You know, yeah, yeah, I I have to walk a fine line there because I have pissed several people off with that, (laughs) with that statement. You just don't strike me as the kind of guy that would ever piss anybody off. So I I never stopped. (laughs) I never, I had this dude one time. uh, I won't say his name. He does country rap. And, he was around some other people at the time with me and they were talking about, yeah, man, let's line up a show. Let's do this and everything. And the dude, I was nice to him as, as cordial as I could be. And, uh, anyway, I was like, yeah, dude, we'll exchange numbers and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is a red door night. Like this is shit faced at red door. 
And I was like, yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you on the show some point in time, you know. I didn't know his his music, what it sounded like or whatever. There was just like this dude, this country rap. Dude, I listened to it the next day. And I was like, if this guy texts me, I'm gonna have to be a dick to him. And he did text me and was like super excited about doing the show. Cause when I get drunk, I will tell you that you can do the show. It's a and, for sure uh, deal. Yeah, it's a for <laughs> sure. And uh I was like, dude, no offense. Like, this just isn't my cup of tea. Like I'm, I can't sit here and tell everybody that I like traditional country, that I like outlaw country, that I like storytelling and then get you on the show. And it's completely off brand to me, especially right. if I don't like, now I've met some people. Um, I can't remember Uh, fair and Rachel's introduced me to this dude. Uh, Ryan Charles, maybe I think it's, he, he's got his dude's cool as shit, but he does like the country Western, but it's rap. I think oh. it's Ryan Charles, but it's, it's kind of kid. Like it's cool as shit. And like I would have that dude on the show because I could actually could actually like vibe to his shit a little bit. So I'm not a complete asshole. It's just some people just they don't resonate with me. And I right. I'm very quick to piss them off. Yeah. Well, we're grateful you have Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for having us. Well, Hunter, uh, like I said, uh I'm yeah, he's just always been nice as hell to me, too. Like he's always been cool. And I appreciate him coming and playing one of our rounds. Uh I think you actually played one of our rounds before they really started getting momentum too. Like, yeah. so, so I appreciate anybody that would come out before then. Like, I don't even remember what month you played. It's been several months back now, yeah. but, but like now it's transitioned into, it's a, it's an event. Like people come, we've got social media personalities that come. Uh, the artists are, are growing like November the 8th, uh, are like the last two rounds are Ashlyn Craft, Brett Shiroki, uh, LV Shane. Uh, what the hell's his name? Sorry, Ryan Nelson. I couldn't remember your fucking name. You probably don't know your name <laughs> half the time. Uh, he he's putting together some folks. I mean, we've we've got. It's just where it keeps growing. And actually, yeah. I've got a slot open in the five o'clock hour and maybe six o'clock hour if you guys want to come. Uh, I meant to tell you that already. It's November the eighth is our end of the year show, so okay. if uh, if y'all if y'all want to play that one, I'd love to have y'all come out and play. Let's see what we got on the calendar here. I would, I would love to, but I'm almost ninety percent sure I'm going to be in Vegas. Well, shit, that just yeah. threw a monkey wrench in me already. <laughs> what about what about you, Hunter? Uh, I'm supposed to be at the fire hall that day. Uh, well, never mind. You see, well, he, he see tried, this is what yeah. happens. This is why you yeah. don't do shit like this on the show. Because I'm not right. going to cut it, and everybody's going to be like, they just didn't want to <laughs> fucking play. I know that's, yeah. What, yeah. I know that's what listeners like. Uh, they just decided they didn't want to. They didn't like this guy so much. No, man, we are we are grateful. Uh, I definitely want to be a part of it. I, I uh, you know, I, I, I don't really do a whole lot, and it's because I don't really know a whole lot of people. Hunter, you're talking about Hunter being a really nice guy. He absolutely is. He, yeah. uh, I moved here to town two years ago, and uh, I ran into him randomly um, out, you know, out in uh, Missouri. And whenever he saw I was moving out here, you know, he didn't have to listen to my music or hit me up or anything like that. And he did, and he, he showed me around. He introduced me to a whole bunch of people, and. Yeah, he's the nicest dude ever. He's gotten me into all kinds of stuff like this stuff and um, pretty much every writer's round I've done. <laughs> hey, that's uh, man, that's just that's how it goes. You know, you know, Josh, like you just got to. There's people that you that you uh, 
just feel a certain way about and you're yeah. like, yeah, man, I know that, you know, maybe not a lot of people know you cause you just moved here. Or you're new, but like you need to be part of this because you're, you're just, you're special and uh, you need to, I, I need people to, to see you for that. And so like, if I can include you in any way then I'm going to do it, that's how I felt about Kyle. So say, fucking love you you're not such a nice dude <laughs> the best dude man and by the way you look like you've been in nashville way longer than two years you, me you look, yeah you look like if i was gonna make a country singer it, it would definitely wouldn't look like hunter it would look like you that's hilarious yeah i don't know hunter's oh, yeah. hunter's got this uh what's his name uh from tombstone and it's it's i'm drawing oh, doc, holiday. doc holiday you got this yeah. doc holiday thing going yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, no, no shave. November of 2021 has uh, that's that's where it all came from. I didn't even know I could grow a mustache, and all the other firemen were like, "You can't grow a mustache. You can't grow a mustache." And I was like, "Well, we'll see what happens." And I've had it ever since. Ever since then. So, isn't it weird when you start growing facial hair and you realize that what the hell was I doing beforehand? Yeah. Well, you know they say it's a man's makeup. You know, uh, we look a lot different without facial hair, and I got to have something to make my jawline protrude a little bit more you know i, I don't you know i don't know i, I am uh i'm definitely fugly without that's why yeah I, I just keep letting the beard get longer so it takes more notice off the rest of my face like i i'm telling you like i am a fugly individual i look back at pictures of me in high school and i look like a cancer patient because like I had, I already was pale. Like I'm talking about sickly looking pale. And I don't know why the sun does not like me whatsoever. Uh, but I started shaving my head when I was 16 for football and okay. it just never, my, and I already had a bad hairline by then anyway. Like I had a widow's peak at probably 15. There was no chance I was ever going to have hair in my life. And it just never came back. So all the pictures of me look like I am, I'm athletic, but I'm pale I'm bald. My lips are bigger than the rest of my face. Like it is, I just, I just don't look well without facial hair at all. Dude. Yeah. I, I used, uh, I did what they call a, a yeard. So let's see, you just grow your beard out, beard out for a year just to see how long it gets and what it looks like and stuff. I did that for a while. And then, uh, COVID hit is, uh, 2020 and quarantine happened and I couldn't play shows. I was trying to figure out how to like stay relevant, make money and stuff. So I turned my, I had a mullet back then. I turned myself into Tiger King. <laughs> I just, I shaved everything. I was doing all kinds of Tiger King content and that went over really well, but I shaved everything except my mustache. And you know, it's bad whenever your mom calls you and says never again. <laughs> She's like, never shave your face again. You know, it's bad when your mom tells you that. Like, <laughs> uh, It's funny. You just said Tiger King. I have yeah. I have this weird thing. I mean, everybody's got their weird shit in life. That like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like a a tick or whatever. I don't even know what you would call it. But uh, if somebody mentions something three times, like three different individuals mention something three times, like in a short time span, like I think that something's going to happen to that thing that they're talking about. So the right. guys yesterday out of nowhere we did a show with brought up Tiger King. You brought up Tiger King. If somebody else randomly brings up Tiger King without me say, without them knowing, yeah, right. I, I'm gonna just go ahead and say he's getting shanked in prison. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, that's he's, a good guess. something something bad is happening to that dude in the next week. If somebody else says Tiger King to me, it's, it never it never fails. 
Yeah, he gets randomly pardoned or something. Like it's gonna be something ridiculous. <laughs> if he gets randomly pardoned, then my first offender felony from eighteen needs to be fucking expunged. There is, <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm just telling you, there is no reason in this world why that asshole ought to get away or get pardoned, and I can't. I was trying to write uh, jokes and stuff for my internet content, so I watched it like eight times through, and uh, I think. I think near the uh, near the end of that documentary, he was writing the president asking for pardons. He was. He's, he's yeah. He's like continuously writing asking for pardons. Yeah. Well, there was something too on Trump's last day. He pardoned a lot of people. Like yeah. uh, like, but it was like his homies or some shit. I can't because <laughs> one of them, one of them, I just watched a documentary on. All I watch is documentaries and cartoons. I do. Yeah. I am a simple person. Uh, <laughs> but there was some dude, and I can't remember who it was. I I know exactly what it was. It was the mayor of uh, Detroit who stole a massive amount of money from Detroit. And uh, I don't even know why Trump pardoned him, but he definitely did. So I could have saw him doing Tiger King, and that probably would have pissed <laughs> off everybody. Oh, my gosh. Where, where are y'all originally from, by the way? I'm from Kansas. I'm from a really small town in Kansas, uh, almost Colorado, almost Oklahoma. Um, in the middle of wheat fields and dirt. You're the first person I ever met from Kansas. Really? No yeah, shit. I well, don't think I've ever heard met anybody from Kansas. Well, there's nothing out there, so it's all right. I hate people, so I'd probably be happy. No, it's yeah, it's great. I was telling somebody the other day about uh, we were talking about like just going on vacation, escaping somewhere, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can go out to southwestern Kansas, and they're like, yeah, you know, just being surrounded by trees and stuff. I was like, no, no, there's there's no hills, there's no trees. There's only wind and dirt and that's it. So yeah. there's there's not many people that live out there. It's it's pretty empty. Is it flat? Is it flatter than Texas? Oh, dude, it's a, yeah. Well, it's kind of the same area. So I'm I'm only three hours from like Amarillo. Okay. Um. So uh, it's right there, like right next. I'm right next to the Oklahoma Panhandle. Um. And then uh, right across that is Texas, and that whole area, eastern Colorado, uh. So southwestern Kansas, all that stuff. It's dead flat. There's no trees. There's no hills. It's as far as that. People make a joke that if you lose your dog, just like spin in a circle and you'll see it somewhere out there. First time <laughs> I went to Texas, like two, three years ago, it blew my mind how flat it was. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I didn't even realize how hilly Georgia was until you go somewhere like that. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. I just took Nick DeLeo back to my hometown uh, not long ago and we landed in Denver and uh, there's this little tunnel as soon as you get out where there's two glass windows on either side. And out the right side was the Rocky Mountains and out the left side was eastern Colorado. And he was like, we're not going that way, are we? <laughs> it's like we're headed straight into the heart of that thing, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Where are you from, Hunter? Uh, so I'm from a town about 30 minutes south of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's called Pleasant Hill. And uh, yeah, town of about six or eight thousand people. Um, just kind of your your classic uh, American small town. Uh, we had a Sonic, a McDonald's, and a Subway, and a grocery store. That's that's about it. We weren't ever good enough for a Walmart, so that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm from. When we got super Walmart here when I was in high school, everybody lost their fucking mind. Oh, dude, everybody. Yeah. And yeah, now you, you got to drive. You got to drive thirty miles to get it get to a Walmart where I'm from. <laughs> Jesus Christ! There is literally, if I was to stay, and I live like I live in Cochrane, it's very rural, very small town. I could walk out my door right now and throw a rock, 
and I'm gonna hit two different dollar stores, a Dollar Tree, a Walmart, and then what's the other thing we got? A Food Depot, all within a all within a mile of each other. Yeah, we don't we don't have to go far for shit, but it makes our town look shitty though. Like it, it's just real weird, and we got the worst restaurants ever besides for Scotts and. Uh, DGR before y'all get mad at me and cuss me. Yeah, shout out. (laughs) This small town shit, let me tell you. I don't know how it is with y'all, but here, the people I grew up with, everybody wants something free. Like, or I don't know when y'all have a show or or whatever, like somebody's always wanting, they always want something. Nobody gave a shit about Josh Terry eight years ago. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, oh, you know, I throw all these honky tonk nights in Macon now. Um, we just had Dylan Carmichael last weekend. That and Justin day. Dukes. And Dukesy. Boy, that's my baby right here. That's I love sweet. that guy. God, is he not I a sweet angel? God. He is. He's a <laughs> sweet <laughs> angel with a come over, and I love it. God, you know who makes him look like the biggest sinner of all time, though? Uh, no, Ethan who? Phillips. Oh, okay. Have you I don't been, know have Ethan. You, oh, you haven't been around Ethan? Uh-uh. Ethan and Justin live together. Oh, so okay. Oh, good, oh my good God, fellas. you you just know they are doing Bible study every night of the week. <laughs> uh, they are they're so nice, but they're going to bed early. Oh, I promise you, they won't come out with Ethan. Has I've never seen Ethan drink a beer. He's an as Duxie. This dude's an amazing songwriter, but he like he's monotone. I've never heard him raise his voice at all, even when he's singing. But he's so fucking good. Oh, I see his name everywhere. It seems like he's on all kinds of different songs as a as a writer credit. Like yeah, he, I've heard that guy's yeah. Yeah. Look up his um he had uh he posted a video on TikTok uh, a couple months ago. And uh if I'm wrong about this, it's just because I don't know shit about James Taylor. Because I do not know anything about James Taylor besides I like a couple of his songs. But he's still alive, right? I, I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he is. But James Taylor like shared Ethan singing one of his songs and and like you would have thought that i don't know who your guy is i don't know who your favorite of all time oh yeah he's still alive god he is fugly um (laughs) is he clean shaven is that yeah yeah he is actually 100 (laughs) he's what i would look like if i was skinny and let the sides of my hair grow out (laughs) yeah he's he's not a good looking man um but uh who's y'all's guy like how ethan shared and like James Taylor blew up his shit or whatever and everything. Like who's y'all's like number one. I'm a huge, uh, Keith Whitley fan. Uh, we had this five CD changer that was in our living room and we had, uh, Keith Whitley's greatest hits that was stuck in there. It would yep. change all the other CDs, but that other one wouldn't come out. So that one, that thing was played constantly. So, so. right here on my forearm, I don't know how good you can see it. Is my Keith Whitley tattoo, my Kentucky Bluebird with the oh. fringe rhinestone jacket and Keith Whitley's hair. He's, yeah, my, yeah. he's my all time. Dude, I, yeah. I, I love Keith so fucking much. Yeah, he's the best. What about you, Mr. Uh, Hunter Thomas Mounts? Man, mine's gonna sound basic, but I've got a lot of I got a lot of uh reason for it. I, I'm an Eric Church guy, man. I freaking oh, yeah. love him so much. I've yeah. seen him probably at least 30 times in concert and Man, there's just so many reasons that I love him. Uh, I guess the first time I ever saw him, I got handed a free coupon at a different concert to go see Eric Church. Uh, and I was I was kind of looking at this coupon. I had the Chief logo on it. And I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go see this guy, you know. 
but I was, uh, my, me and my girlfriend from high school, uh, I decided to take her and I was like, this guy is freaking amazing. I'm so glad I came to this show. And over the years, um, you know, I've slowly stopped liking country radio more and more <laughs> over the years. I wonder why. And, and he and he is like the only guy I feel like that's on country radio. One of the only guys that's on yeah. country radio that continues to like still be creative, still be uh, just bring something different to the table. And like another, uh, it's funny. Uh, I saw him back in August uh, at an amphitheater outside of Chicago. And at this point, I've seen him so many times that I really wasn't even that excited about the show. And lo and behold. I go to the show and he has something completely different than he's ever done before. It's yeah. called Outsiders Revival Tour. He had Cody Jinks open for him, which Woo. was awesome. Yeah. And also he had a horn section and he had three black ladies singing background vocals for him. So it was all like Southern gospel kind of twist to all of his songs. Yeah. Like Smoke a Little Smoke was like, keep back in the blues a spin. Like just Wait, everything. What, what was it? Sorry, I couldn't let you cut out. What was the thing that they did? No, I'm not gonna do it again. I liked it. <laughs> but, I liked it. <laughs> but it was just, it was just so like that was like, more Michael Jackson than Eric Church. But. <laughs> no, no, no. That was. I'm saying. I'm saying that's what the the black ladies that were singing. That's how they were oh, doing the okay, background okay, vocals. Okay. Well, and it, it would make just, sense if they sounded like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it was just so cool and creative. And I was like, dude, that is still my dog. So that's my yeah. guy. He uh he is absolutely one of my favorites. Um, that sixty days in church, the the all the covers he's got. I think he has my all time favorite cover, and it wasn't even a song I had ever heard before. But uh, Sixteenth Avenue, um, dude, oh, I didn't, I, yeah, I yeah. never had heard the song. I did not, and how that song isn't covered by every single musician out there. I, ain't I got gotta, chills right now. Yeah, I, dude, I'm <laughs> I. I I've played it around musicians before and they were like, what the fuck is this? And I'd be like, this song came out like in the seventies or eighties by this woman. And like, I'd never heard anything about it until I, I heard church do it. And I love all of his stuff that like, um, what's the fucking one? Whenever he, the Leonard Skinner Jones is one of the best yeah. songs, best written songs I have ever heard in my life. But that whole little period that he went through with like a crazy land and uh, Dude, all that kind of stuff, I love it. He wrote he 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 had crazy land come to him in a dream, and he like woke up and like wrote down the chorus. That's insane. Which is super yeah. super super cool. Yeah, man. I just I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there was some covers that I'd never that I'd never heard on that whole series that he did. I really loved uh, Jolene by Ray Montag or whatever you call how yeah. his name. Whenever he did that, you know, uh -huh. co cocaine flame on a bloodstream. God, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he just – anyway, that's my well, guy. He, well, he's one of those people, man, uh, and he's just an artist. Like, it's hard to even – like, I think it's a compliment to call some people a country artist. But then I think it's a bigger compliment to say – they're an artist like they right. can do anything at all and i feel like it doesn't matter what you put in front of him there's a lot of people that try to do country music that are coming from a different realm and you can always tell they started somewhere else like they they'll have a poppy vibe or a rock vibe or something like that to it but even when eric does something different 
you can still feel the country in him is the only way I know how to put it. Like you, yeah. you, you never have to guess. Like, you know, this dude did country. Yeah. I, I always bring up Eric Church as one of my, like at least musical inspirations for that reason. Specifically, yeah. I say that exactly that. And brothers Osborne are kind of like that too. I don't think they do it as well as Eric Church, but they like, they'll have some different stuff that they bring in, but it always had, like, it sounds like them. It sounds like country. And but I think Eric Church is the the biggest one, and I always bring up the song "Cold One." Oh yeah, dude! Like it's just so out there and weird and different, but it's like so Eric Church and still country. Like I'm sitting here try- thinking of ones that I've just vibe to so much. From these boots is always probably gonna be one of my favorites. Uh, I just haven't heard him put out a bad song to be like, even I love Luke Bryan. I'm not Luke Bryan, but Luke Combs. I like the shit out of everything Luke Combs does, but. It gets to a point to where this sounds like three songs ago. Right. Yeah. It's still good. It's still, I still love what you're doing, but it sounds like three songs ago. I've never heard Eric Church where I'm like, oh, this is repetitive. Like he's, he's already done this. I was just about to say for somebody that I've seen over probably over 30 times, I still have no idea what he's going to do next. Yeah. Zero idea what his next stuff is going to sound like. And when it comes out, I will be mind blown again because I'm like, I didn't see you go in that direction. Have you heard have you heard the song that somebody recorded of him doing at the Grand Ole Opry a couple months ago? That no. that blew up? No. Okay. I think I saw a TikTok of it or something like that. Yeah. Shit. Uh it's one of those like I know I've got it saved in my favorites. I'm just gonna text it to you. Um it's one of those that's like you really can tell that he takes his time. You can yeah. really tell that he loves what he does and he's not going to be subpar about it. And that's kind of goes back to what I was saying to you earlier is like, I like the people that chase the legacy that yeah. won't, that want that 10 year song. Uh, I quote this, this way too much on the show, but I just love fucking Bobby Pinson so damn much. It's Steve. Like he's my dude. Like I, he's one of those that had no reason to befriend me. And he's just been a mentor and cool as shit to me. But when we were at Seagale recording the show with him the first time, he says on there, he said, you got to write one great song before you write a lot of good ones. And I think a lot of people go backwards with that. I think a lot of people try to just get noticed right off the bat with something that's popular instead of pouring their heart and soul into the like their first big project or the first thing they release and usually if you think about it even even what you're talking about the the your listens from 2017 like i think if you go about it that way people get to discover the real you yeah and like even with this show the reason why we don't sit here and do it like an interview the whole time and it's really just talking shit is because i want the listeners to meet you like yeah. meet meet you through me how if we were sitting at a bar i think literally what we say in the uh in the description of the show now is imagine sitting at a bar with a complete stranger having some beers and by the time you both get up you got a new best friend yeah like i, I want people to dive into the artist and the only way that they do that if they're if you're not doing a show like this is to put stuff that identifies so much with you out there like and that and that in color. I mean, Jamie Johnson had several songs before that, and I think that some of them are good. But if you ask most people, they're going to say Jamie Johnson's first single was in color because they don't know no better. But that's yeah. the song that related and identified with that still to this day, twenty years later, it's all everybody wants to hear from him. Yeah, 
Where the fuck is this song at? I know I have it. I know. You, uh, Lonely at the Top? Is that Jamie Johnson? Man, uh, I, I, I think so. I didn't even realize that his – I knew his first single, but I didn't even know it was him until way later on. It was uh, – It was uh, – The Dollar. The Dollar, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's about the, the little kid coming up to his dad and giving him money, and he's like, how much time will this buy me? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, good th- God. Yeah. yeah, think about that. Think about how many artists you got introduced to on one of those somber, sad, slow songs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's usually – I mean, that's – that one, and everybody – I really do believe this. I believe that everybody has a great song in them, I, even if you don't write music. I believe that everybody has a great song in them, because you're the only one that's lived your life. Right. You're the only one that can tell your story or a story from your life, from that perspective, from that experience. And the second you take that and you turn it into a song, it's going to resonate with people. And there, I just don't feel like it. the fucking, the dude is blowing up everywhere right now that I'm not, I like the guy. I just think he's kind of, he just leaves some shit out that Oliver Anthony dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Right time, right place, but he did a relatable song. Right. I mean, that's it. Like, there's, there are certain people, like, country music fans, I think most of the world, tired of hearing generic shit. I'll be I'll be curious to see, because I, I do like him and I do like that song. And I like his other, he's only got like seven or eight songs out. Yeah. Um, And they're all kind of in that vein where it's just him and a guitar and he's talking about, you know, just hard times and stuff, but... I'll be curious to see the trajectory of his career. You know, is it is it going to be just kind of this moment that's already passed, or is he going to take that success and just snowball it into, you know, something something crazy big? Like there, we we know we there's there's examples of both kinds of artists. You know, where somebody will pop off with something, um, and then it'll just kind of that'll be it. That was the moment. But then there's other people that. Man, I hate to use this example, but I'm going to. When I first heard Taylor Swift, I was like, "Oh yeah, she'll she's like kind of the the young teenager heartthrob. Like she's popular right now, but like that's gonna burn out at some point. Like she's not gonna be the young you know brand new thing anymore. And lo and behold, you look at her now, and it's like, dude, she's she's probably top ten most famous people in the world. I'm not saying that Oliver Anthony's going to do that, but like, is he going to build some kind of crazy legacy like she did, or is it just kind of this moment in time? I guess is what I'm saying. Well, now she's so she's so famous because she's dating uh, Travis Kelsey. Like, she's getting a lot of her fame from uh, you know he's bringing her up. Yeah, he's the best tight end in the league. He really put her on the map. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I read earlier today where her documentary that came out last week at the movies. And the first weekend, it did X amount of millions. Last weekend, it did $36 million on a documentary about a singer. Like, it, it's going to reach That's a still alive. About, yeah. It's, <laughs> and she's young. Right. Like, people forget, like, this bitch ain't even lived yet. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm older than she is. I'm 36. I think I'm older you than are. she is. You, you are. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You have to I, say it like that. You have to be like, yeah, yeah, you are. (laughs) You are. (laughs) No, I think I I think with him, uh, I really do think he I think he screwed up. I I think he did. I think um him not taking those offers when he could, I think he's gonna regret it in a year's time. Because 
I, I mean, I hate to say it because the dude seems like he's super nice. Super yeah. nice. But who gets screwed over the first? The nice guy. Right, All right. Yeah. And I understand what he's doing. Like, I love the fact he reads his Bible on stage. I love all that kind of stuff or whatever. Um, the more you can put the Lord's name out there. I mean, I ain't the best Christian ever, but when I get a chance to talk about God, I talk about God. Uh, and I love that he does that. But he's going to come to that crossroads that a lot of musicians are at that, man, how how am I going to pay for this if I'm not if I'm not taking deals? Like, right. if, I mean, that one song, I don't care what you say. I can't really think of another one. Maybe Umbop. Y'all remember Hanson and Umbop? <laughs> Hanson, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You remember them taking over the fucking world <laughs> with that? I don't. I don't know. I would say Gangnam Style was pretty big. That's too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's trash. But <laughs> like Hanson's anybody? That's actually I, that song is gonna be stuck in my head the rest of the day now. Yeah, dude. But I really can't sit there and tell you a a time that a song like that is took off, and there's no way to replicate it. There's no, no way to replicate the success from that song. Like I, I like the one I actually that one's not even my favorite one of his. I like the one talking about um um a ninety something Chevy or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, her, that, she, yeah. Turn her on. Like, yeah, that's like, a good. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a great song. I like I like the one uh, dog on it. It's like people eating bugs because they won't eat bacon. Dog on it. Uh, yeah. That's my favorite dude. I don't even think I've listened to that one. Oh my god, it's 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 great. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he kind of annoyed me. Um, do y'all know about the, the cotton eye Joe's thing in Knoxville? Yeah. Yeah. Is that where, where they were charging a certain thing and he like canceled the show because they were overcharging? Yeah. Is that the deal? Yeah. yeah that's the side of the story that he says. Like right. the side that he doesn't say is what he charged the venue to book him. No, he probably charged him. He probably charged him half a million dollars for the show. Yeah, it was 120,000. Oh, that's low. I figured yeah. it would. It was a hundred. Okay. It was 120. From what I I think I read on Whiskey Rift, it was 120, and it's like okay, you're you're right, like that's not a ridiculous number for a performer that's all over the fucking internet and everything else. No, that's not bad. But when you're at a place like that, no venue, no owner of whatever is doing something out of the kindness of his heart. If he's no. not breaking even, why is he doing it? Like he he's not going to take a huge loss just so people can come in there and listen to Richmond North of Richmond. Right. So I just ran I just ran the numbers and to break even they would have had to charge forty dollars a ticket because three thousand people yeah. is which is what how much it holds forty dollars a ticket that equals one hundred twenty thousand so okay yeah, well maybe to, not maybe it wasn't that bad then well that's but forty bucks that's them absolutely breaking even completely they're uh, probably okay. going to want to make yeah they can't can't stay open if they break even yeah and it was and it was supposedly a night too where they weren't even supposed to be open allegedly yeah where they they opened it specially for that thing and i think uh, they were charging 90 bucks for tickets yeah i think is what it was i think i don't have a problem with the owner doing it though yeah yeah ain't nobody yeah. bitching at morgan wallen for charging 800 a fucking ticket everybody's paying that shit yeah i'm not yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I will pay my mortgage that much. I am definitely, uh, but I get it. I mean, even with Taylor Swift, dude, if you can make it, if somebody's going to pay it, we might sit here and bitch about it because we'd never pay it. But there's some little, there's some little teeny bopper or whatever. They're going to pay it and be happy about it. Yeah. Hell, they're ask for dad's money and did have you, dad pay for it. Did you hear that the, there's a bunch of the Taylor Swift fangirls that, 
will literally wear depends so that they don't have to leave their seat. They'll just piss their pants while they're at the concert so that they don't have to miss a moment of the show. Doesn't surprise me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. They were going to get drunk and piss themselves anyway. <laughs> so yeah, now it's just not trickling all over themselves or in a bed somewhere. Listen, I, I wasn't surprised. I was thinking how good a, of an idea that is. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I about need them. I'm telling you, like, I, it, it's gonna, I've had to back off my drinking so much in the past year because it was getting to where every 30 minutes when I drank or even quicker, I had to go piss. Like, I know I was ruining something. Dude, I, I saw your post where you said that you pretty much cut down your, you know, cutting loose to about one day a week. And, and yeah. I saw your fitness stuff too. I just wanted to say I'm super happy for you because it's, it's not easy in this business to uh, to do something like that. Like, there's literally an, an opportunity every single day to go get hammered, and so well, I'm I'm super happy for you on that. You. Well, the fitness shit didn't last. Uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, everything started hurting. I know that's not a good excuse, but I don't need to be physically fit to do this job. Uh, and I'm single, and I'm I'm happy. I don't do bad in the women department. So until like something health wise comes up. I'm going to try to stay in the weight that I'm at or close to it health wise. But yeah, fuck that. I mean, I was 330 <laughs> pounds at one point in time in my life. My body is like, you're doing fine. You're doing fine, Bubba. But yeah, dude, <laughs> it's, it is hard because it back when I was broke and didn't have shit going for me in this world, I couldn't have walked into a bar and get a free drink from anybody. Now, if I'm hosting a show in Nashville, you can damn bet. That for those six hours or four hours, however long we're at Live Oak, there's going to be somebody every 10, 15 minutes bringing me a beer, bringing me a shot. Yep. I And like, I literally have to pregame for that the rest of the month. Like, yep. I, I have to because I don't want to, I don't want to be disrespectful. And I know that when people come out to the show, they want to party. They want, they, they know that there's going to be really good country music there. They know that sometimes we'll have like surprises. And if it is a surprise, like somebody who's not country, somebody like saving Abel or somebody yeah. like that, where it's still a, it's somebody really good, somebody notable or something that even if it ain't country, they know there's going to be fun ass women there. And they know there's going to be drinking and partying. Like I, I really do want when people come to one of our shows that it feels like what I can imagine Nashville was in the eighties. Yeah, that, hell that, yeah. That's what I want. I want it to be real fucking country music, real wild, but still. I mean, I, I love sad songs. I love that atmosphere, but also I know it's got to be a party to go along with it. So that's yeah. what we that's try to brand it. And the bad thing with all that is when you mix all that shit together, everybody wants to drink with me. And it it got out of hand. Um, I was going up there and I have to be up there usually for about one week out of every month recording with shows uh for just with anybody but it's where those that whole week from the time i got there when i would post on social media we're headed to nashville somebody'd be like hey man tonight at losers tomorrow at red door let's go to music city on monday and it's like shit i just can't i've learned to say no and yeah. i and i and i feel better it took me i embarrassed myself the first time i was up there with work stuff i really did and it it weighed on me for a while but uh i went to a writer's round uh that i think vaden was hosting and he had ashley mcbride aaron lewis and dylan carmichael at the end of the show at the and local I, uh it was at a uh, live oak 
Okay. And I'm sitting fucking five feet in front of uh, Ashley McBride, and I'm a huge fan of all three of them, but I love Aaron Lewis and Ashley McBride. And I got fucking tanked. I'm talking about shit can. And when we got done, Vaden introduced me to Ashley, and I had a story from when I worked in radio about her, and I was telling her. And that turned into me getting this close to Ashley McBride's face for a good 10, 15 minutes, and I know I was getting on her nerves. And if I'd have been sober, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Like, yeah. like she never, nobody ever said anything bad about it or whatever. But it's just like, if you're going to be around this kind of stuff, you got to behave a certain way. And so I kind of backed off of that. Then would just hang out with my buddies when I went up there. And yeah. dude, it gets, it gets to be too much. I feel you, dude. I, I have a lot of regrets uh, from the stuff I used to do when I would go out, just getting absolutely hammered and uh yeah i know some people probably saw me do some obscene things at losers for sure in the dirty dancing department it happens <laughs> man yeah 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 but i'm, I'm ruined here. i'm already i'm ruined though because like my favorite artists or people i look up to were always the outlaws we're always the wild person so like that's what i thought for the longest time you had to be i thought you had to act like george jones every time you fucking went out if you wanted people to know who you are and then yeah. this is what was one of my come to Jesus meetings. I had a uh, Georgette Jones on the show earlier this year after the show on net uh, show on um, Showtime and shit went off. Um, yeah. So, and she told me something. And then Johnny Paycheck's son told me about a month or two later when we did a show with him. He's like, "You got to remember," uh, or she told me. She said, "You got to remember all the things you idolized my dad for are the things that traumatized me growing up." Damn. And I was like, fuck. She was like, George didn't even like that shit. He's like to have a good time, but he definitely didn't want to be known for being no show. He didn't, yeah, he right. didn't want to be known for that. So that was kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, I don't have to be this person. I, I can back off of it. I don't have to be this guy. Yeah. Well, something, something interesting about that I'll say is, uh, so I haven't, I haven't really been drinking, uh, since about June and, I was so worried about what people were going to say to me, like, oh, dude, you're being a bitch. Like, you're not going to party with us tonight. You know, how dare you? Dude, nobody gives a shit what you're doing. Like, They don't care. Everybody is living their own life and has their own set of problems, and they'll just go, oh, okay, no worries. And the thing that I feared for years about slowing down was that people were going to, like, ostracize me. Dude, nobody yeah. gives a damn. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a hard thing for me. I had it in my head that uh, if I'm not the party boy – everybody's going to turn away. It's the complete opposite happened. People saw that I was more professional and they wanted to work with me more. Used yeah. to, if you go listen, we've done, I think we're on like 460, 470 shows now. You go back and you listen to one to about 250, 300. Now I'll guarantee you 90% of them I'm drunk. 90% yeah. are, are drinking while doing them. And I just got accustomed to it. And then yeah. I finally was like, I'm not doing this shit no more. I don't need to do this shit no more. I want to be an old ass man. Like Keith Whitley's awesome, you know, but I don't want to die. I don't want to die in my thirties. I don't want to drink no. myself to death just because of country music, no. you know, but, but anyway, well, Hey, I was going to ask you, isn't it weird to do something for the first time where you were always drunk prior to that? Like for me playing on Broadway, for example, yeah. 
I had never played on Broadway where I wasn't drunk because that's just what you do down there. Everybody buys you drinks and that's just the thing. And finally, one day I was like, I'm going to do this without drinking at all. It's going to, and I was like, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be awful, whatever. It was a great time. And I was like, man, I feel like I sounded better. I feel like I I, I had a more prof- professional attitude. And uh, yeah, it's like when you get over those hurdles and you do something sober for the first time, it's like, that wasn't, why was I building that up in my head? Like it was going to be so lame. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't you know. Thought, it's just kind of a cool thing to learn. You thought people were going to think you're lame. Me and you got a mutual buddy, and I'll tell you all fair, so I don't tell you his secret. Uh, he will get a beer. He'll drink one beer if he drinks that one. And then, like, especially when he's at Live Oak where the water cooler is or anywhere that's got water, like, water, he'll wait till nobody's paying him attention. He'll walk over there. He'll fill up that beer bottle with water, and it gives off. He's got a beer in his hand. He's having a good time, so nobody treats him different. He doesn't have to think about anybody treating him different, but he's yeah. drinking water the whole time. And like it, 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 I think that's just something that's in all of our heads that we yeah. we want to fit in with it so bad. But the second you realize that you really don't matter to anybody, like to your friends, wise, like you, like we're nobody's gonna judge you if you don't want to get hammered. Nobody. No. Like once you get out of your own way with that, yeah, it's 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 a cakewalk, man. Yeah, it's so funny. I played uh downtown a lot and uh my band, whenever I first moved, we all moved together. Like we met each other here, but we all moved kind of at the same time. And whenever we were playing together, we were just because we didn't really know the dynamic, we always held each other accountable for like not finishing a drink. Or like, you know, we would be like, you know, I'd have to finish my beer because they're drinking, and then eventually we all kind of found out we didn't want to drink that much every time we played because we we get like uh a couple of weeks ago some dude bought 50 shots of jim beam for us. yeah we like we're we're really good at selling jim beam and Bushlight, and um but this like every time we i might be giving our secret away here but every okay. time we get like buckets and buckets of bush light we'll like we'll we'll take like maybe two, three swigs and make it look like we're drinking yeah. a lot and then throw away like three quarters of a beer and then just yeah. move on to the next one. <laughs> it's already paid for. It don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we try and sell it that way or it's like, we're not really drinking that much, but we make it look like we are. Well, you're having a good time. And the, I mean, everybody can sit there. They just want to join in. That's the thing with buying beers, buying shots. They want to be part of the good time. Right. And, yeah. as long, and as long as you're putting on the good time, regardless if you're drunk or sober, they're not going to give a shit. No. Yeah. yeah, they're just trying to be nice to you. They're trying yeah. to give you something for free that costs a lot downtown. It's freaking $9 for a damn Coors Light at Tootsie's now. Another reason I won't step foot in that place. Yeah, yeah I'm not the biggest. If I go to Broadway, it's because I'm chasing a fat ass and some tits, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not. Outside of that, I do not want no part of that shit no more. And I've yeah. come to find out the women that go to Riders Rounds, I like way more anyway than them just blah. They might look good, but they ain't got nothing going on between the ears, boy. <laughs> well, I hang out with uh, a couple of twenty-four-year-olds. They're the dudes in my band, and they're uh, they're all about nothing between the ears. So yeah. we usually yeah. end up at AJ's late at night. I like you, uh, AJ's. I lo- that's the only one I like because uh, Blaine Bunning. Uh, I don't yes. know if y'all, y'all know Blaine. He's my boy. Yeah. I fucking love B, and uh, I'll go there to watch him. But besides that, I don't. I don't much care. Have you uh, have you been to Robert's Western World? Yeah, I've ate fucking bologna sandwich Dude, after bologna sandwich in that bitch, boy. Do not sleep on Robert's Western World. I mean, it is packed in there, but yeah. I freaking love that bar so much, and I'm so glad that they have not changed a thing about it. You know, it's I, I'm just I'm dreading the day where it becomes freaking 
you know, it's, it's somebody's coming. bar. Like, like it's coming. I know it. It's gonna. It's just one of the Bailey Zimmerman's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as yeah. soon as as soon as Chiefs opens and as soon as Garth's open, every single body else is going to have an investment group behind them. Yeah, it's gonna. They're definitely. Uh, I didn't even. I I've seen all the construction, but I didn't even know Bon Jovi had a bar. I didn't know I Bon Jovi had a bar. It's behind Losers. There was a big parking lot, and they've been doing a bunch of construction behind Losers. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, apparently that's Bon Jovi's bar. It's the shape of an L. Yeah. I thought it would be Smash Mouth's bar because you know shape of an L or four. Loser. All right. Lo and behold, it's Bon Jovi. Wow, what a horrible reference. That is good. <laughs> uh, the only one I'm excited about opening is Hasten and Dave Nim Live Oak down there. Uh, I know that's where we're going to be probably moving the show to. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, but it's all. What's it on second? It's right on the riverfront. Dude, that's gonna be epic. Is it where is it like where the George Jones bar was or what what, what bar is it's, it? Okay, uh if I if I'm right and I'm because I've seen pictures of it that he showed me, it's overlooking the water. So okay. it's gotta be the road that is closest to the river. It's, it's gotta be the hard rock side. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there was famous Nashville that uh closed down. It's probably there. That, dude, they have a great stage. It I, is. Yeah. Honestly, that would be right up that would be that would be right up uh Hazen's alley to take a bar that was previously unsuccessful that's already got a great setup and turn it into something because that's how do you remember when Frisky Frogs was, uh, I, I never saw it. Dude, you'd walk by it, you'd look in the place, and there would be one person and you're like, that bar is so freaking sick why is nobody ever in there and then he turns into live oak and then you know it becomes something and famous was the same way you go in it has this epic probably a hundred thousand dollar plus screen behind the stage and you just send them your logo yeah uh and then it'll be up on the screen behind you so it's already like a mini wild horse super super nice bar but for whatever reason nobody goes in there and i could just see if that is the bar i could just see him turning it into like the place yeah so, yeah i don't I hope, I, place. I hope it is too well, um, well, guys, drop your social media and let's get out here. Uh, plug the song one more time. Tell them to go download it. By the way, tell them to download your whole catalog. Anything else? Yeah, a song from 2017. Tell them to go listen to. Hell yeah. Uh, well, my on all my social media, it's gonna be Hunter T, M O U N C E. It's like bounce with a mm on it. So it's mm. gonna be Hunter T mounts. And yeah, I've got about 25 songs out. I've got two different albums out. Um, one came out this year, one came out back in 2017. Um, got a bunch of songs you can binge on if that's your, if that's your, uh, cup of tea. And then, uh, yeah, Kyle. Uh, yeah. Kyle Austin music on pretty much everything. Uh, I have, um, an album called outlaw that I recorded, produced and played all the instruments on myself, uh, back in 2020. Um, and then, Collard Greens, uh, another song, Get Out of Dodge, that came out in February this year. And then I just released a song October 18th called Bad Luck that I also produced myself. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Collard Greens. Go stream Collard Greens. Hell yeah. Well, dudes, let's make sure next year when they're setting up our new schedule at the new Live Oak and everything that I get you guys on it. Yes, so, you know, for sure. Uh, I know this was last minute for November 8th, but let's definitely try to get y'all on some stuff next year. Please, man. We'll I would love that. Cool. Nothing more than that. So cool. Well, thank y'all for hanging out with me for a little bit. I appreciate it. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will holler at y'all later.